friends, welcome to Kusini, the African grind, where we bring you the stories of young Africans from across the region, highlighting the good, the bad, and the ugly of building ventures or movement, and how they find balance in what they do. Thanks for choosing to be with us. I'm one half of your host, Maggie. And I'm the other half, Idel. Let's get into it. Welcome back. This is part two of the conversation and we're excited to hear what's in store. So now I'm curious in terms of where did Deloitte come in and where was Deloitte like, okay. The money. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Nelissa, I think uh, we have a proposal, a proposition for you. <laughs> How did that look like? What was that yeah. process? Yeah. So, so, okay. So we're building this thing. We're running this thing. We are learning. We are going. Um, we are selling to different corporates. Um, uh, more corporates are like really interested in this process. And so we find ourselves in a position where we have like really um, a, a good profile of clients, right? So if you think about kind of like the big guys, right? Um, that, are, that, 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 that make the money. And um, we start thinking about growth. We're like, okay, we need to find a way to grow our business. Um, in fact, there's a, there's a couple of things happening. So one is that we want to grow our business and we want to go to other markets. And so how do we do that? Um, so, and the, the second thing is that uh, we're getting feedback from our clients to say, you know, one of the things that we really like is the ideation part, the execution part you guys could get better at. And so how do you do that? Um, and so we're getting the feedback and we're like, okay, cool. We need to find a way to partner up with someone that's going to help us grow, right? Um, and, um, and so, and, and we had read something about, um, you know, as you build your business, you build it to sell. But although that was kind of like at the back of our minds, right? So, so build to sell. So if you're building this, what assets are you building in your business so that one day you'd be able to sell it? And what's the value of that? Okay, so that's at the back of our minds, but we are thinking about growth. Um, and so in that process of thinking of growth, we go on a process of learning about what growth looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think there was, a, there was something that my business partner wanted to go to it was um a, a talk or a conference of some sort mm. where Deloitte was going to be um talking at this, at mm. this conference. a lot of people actually and Deloitte was one of the main speakers and um in that uh, conference I think what she learned was that they were talking about the future of consulting being about collaborating and so forth and all of a sudden we were in this um consulting space in fact a lot of times clients didn't know how to mm how to place us. They were like, are you consultants or are you guys, um, in, uh, uh, in, in, in kind of like the ideation? What, what are you guys? So anyway, so we were looking at the future of consulting being about collaboration. We then thought, Oh, okay. We can, uh, we like Deloitte because of what they stand for and they, um, uh, they purpose and so forth. Um, they happen to be in the same countries that we would love to go to in the future mm. in terms of thinking about where to run our process. So growth, um, what if we could go on a joint venture with them um, mm. and, and go with some of our clients um, that we've worked with? So that's the conversation that started, right? Mm. Obviously, they look at us and laugh because we're <laughs> like, yes, we'd like to join venture with you. And they're like, who are you who are, guys? As who? <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea who we are. Yeah. Okay, 
and you approach them. It's the beauty of being young and just like going for it. <laughs> And, and not knowing and, and just being bold enough to kind of say, well, this is what we want to do. Do you guys want to do it with us? Yeah. And so I think that process took about two years where we were just trying to figure out how do we work together? So obviously we're still continuing and running our business, um, but we're trying to figure out what's the way to work with this big corporate. And I think um, in having those discussions, um, it's starting to be clear to us that um, there is a possibility of an acquisition where we could actually be able to support Deloitte in some of the, the, the work that they are doing for their clients. And, and so, uh, so the conversation starts changing slightly into um, what's the value of your business? What's the value of your books? Like, well, what clients do you have? You know, and that kind of thing. And for me and my partner, I think at the beginning, we were just like, oh, no, this is our baby. You know, we build it. We want to grow it. We want to make it the next big thing. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it was like, this would be a very good story for an African child um, and an inspiring story for other young Africans to know that you can think of something and uh, your ideas can be something that's more valuable than 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 yourself. And, and, and so... And so that was kind of like part of the um, kind of conversation to say, okay, maybe if, um, so, 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 so the main thing is that we want to we wanna grow. So mm. we're, if grow is just, if growing is just us or growing is with somebody else, it's still okay because it's yeah. growth either way. Mm. Because I think a lot of times we get married to our ideas and we just like, oh, no, this is my baby. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't it's like picking on it on my soul. And it's, yeah. Exactly. But I think one of our big mentors was like, it's still your story. It's still your story. It does not take away from anything. In fact, it builds and it's going to be even a better story one day, et cetera. And maybe you've got another idea. This was probably the beginning of it and et cetera. So mm-hmm. So I think um, I think at that point, and and also we were growing um, myself and my partner. We were growing um, in our personal selves, thinking about now family and because mm. you know um, personally, when we were building this business, I was just kind of like focused on it, and everything else just did not matter. Which is maybe not the way to do it, but I think for me that worked at that point. Um, but at some point I was just like, oh, I'd love to be a mom or I'd love, you know, so I just didn't know how to, how it would work. So anything, everything was just starting to come together. And um, we eventually ended up with Deloitte was like, okay, we, we, we're going to buy this business. Um, it's going to sit within our strategy business. And they thought about like, well, we would help think about how it, it sits within um, Monitor Deloitte, which was a strategy business and how we would run that business. So um, yeah, after two years of these like negotiations and trying to value your business, I mean, you know, nobody teaches you any of that stuff. Mm. Um, and and how, t- how much is it worth even? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how do you, how do you even put value to it? Mm. <laughs> the way you're saying you sit in this, people are having a hard time classifying you. Are you like, a consulting company are you like what a design you, you know yeah, human centered design institution <laughs> yeah exactly like are you guys ideal what are you, I, what are you guys? <laughs> and so um so yeah so um then the the conversion happened ultimately and uh we decided that we would sell the business 100 percent to uh, deloitte and uh, we would exit the business after a few years 
Um, and so we, yeah, we went in, we, uh, whilst we were in, you know, we were still running the business as it is, of course, again, it changed in its own kind of way. And, uh, we developed new products while we were in Deloitte because now we were like, Oh God, uh, we had forgot. We, we didn't know the experience of the young people in corporate and we're like, Oh, they need a voice. So we created, <laughs> we created, um, the, the idea of a millennial board. And that was, um, now this offering that we had, um, to other corporates to create a millennial advisory board that would give ideas to the CEOs. And it was born from this uh, same, uh, process. Um, and, um, and yeah, so yeah. And then the journey began and, 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 and that was kind of like, kind of like we hit restart again, uh, to say, mm-hmm. now, how do you build a business within a bigger business? So this yeah. was the new challenge. And so, so that was Ooh, tough um and 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 uh <laughs> because you know big companies are big wheels and I wanna oh, know. Yeah. I wanna know. <laughs> mm. uh oh. part two part two of the part two part two is we will do that but yeah so so that's that's where the conversion took place and i think for me and my partner that was um our most proudest moment um, and I think for the first time, my family, my dad in particular was like, oh, okay, now you're working. I was like, what? <laughs> I was doing stuff. <laughs> I was still working. We had a launch, we had the launch and uh, we had all these like partners and all this kind of stuff. Wow. We were launching we're launching the business. My dad was like, I just need to say something. I'm just glad my daughter's got a job. <laughs> <laughs> All these years, what have I been doing? Um, but honestly, I think um, what you're saying about like restarting, every if you look at it, like every stage of your life, you're almost restarting something. So you talk about how you're working somewhere and then you got this idea for Spring Age when it was still a baby. And then you had to go on that journey and then selling or matching with Deloitte, that's another journey. And then you're on this other journey within Deloitte. Yeah. What are you telling yourself when you're making these changes? Because they're pretty, they seem pretty, it, it's, it's, uh, it seems pretty easy to talk about it in hindsight. Like, oh yeah, then I left this, then I went here. But I can <laughs> imagine when you were trying to start Spring Age, um, maybe you can even just focus on that. Like, did you have a, did you, were you quitting like a, an eight to five job to go and do this, you know, yeah. uh, before it's kind of like built up? And what are you telling yourself to, con- to convince yourself because <laughs> I know maybe it doesn't look like you know a very sane idea on the outside on like from someone else but yeah what are you telling yourself and yeah. as you're going to sell spring edge what are you telling yourself to like okay yeah. I'm on the right path I'm okay yeah I mean you never know you're on the right track like you 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 I guess as they say you connect the dots looking backwards now so like you never know really but you you do have a a you do have a feeling and a sense um, on the decisions that you make, um, whether they good or bad decisions, right? And you kind of have to try it. And you kind of, I guess, in my mind, I've kind of always not been, um, not being scared to kind of change my mind because it doesn't mean if you made a decision, you can't go back on it, yeah. right? It doesn't mean, it, it, like, you can change your mind. It, it's yeah. free. Like You're it's allowed free. to, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can change it. Like if, 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 
if, if you try, as long as you, you've given it your all and you've tried it and you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I did the best I could, then you can change your mind. Right. So that, that's, that's the kind of first thing, but just to give you, um, before, before spring age, I, I was lucky enough to work for a consulting company that was non-traditional. So I worked for a Dutch consultancy called the learning company. And it was really cool in that, um, every, yeah, it was really, and they, they really are like that, the learning company. And firstly, the structure of that organization is flat. So there are no hierarchies. Um, everyone is an autonomous professional, which means an autonomous professional, um, thinks about, um, what, what do they know? What is their knowledge? Um, and, uh, based on their knowledge, they create a product with a network of people. And together, that group of people then goes to market. Um, so when I was there, the stuff that I was interested in is the young professional to uh, think about um, how do you engage the young professional? How do you make them, you know, um, how do they make the transition from university into school, um, into, mm. into, into the workplace and et cetera. So mm. I worked for those guys and I guess they, one of the things that they always ask me what what is your thing everybody's got a thing here mm -hmm. so what's your thing and that actually helped me to kind of start thinking about what was important to me so mm -hmm. I, I want to say I was lucky that I was part of this like really cool organization where they kept asking me that question and when when I when I said that Raylene and I were going to be doing this um together and we we're going to be working together they were very encouraging of that whole process to say go for it you know, not holding you back. This is, you'll always be part of us in whichever way you want. Um, mm. And so, so they were, I, I guess it depends who you work with. And so I was lucky. I want to say enough or created my luck. I don't know enough that I was with people that uh, gave me the kind of autonomy um, to kind of, yeah. So I guess, I guess, I guess, and in joining those people, I guess maybe, if I take a step back, it was the ability to take the risk because when I joined them, they were like, oh, we don't have contracts. And I remember telling this one friend of mine, she's like, what kind of company is that? They don't have contracts. <laughs> right. They want to go trust. <laughs> you know, so, so I think um, what am I telling myself is that let's take the risk. Let's see. Let's see what happens. You know, it's, it, you, you have, these um, butterflies in your tummy, but you go for it anyways. So it doesn't mean you're not scared. It doesn't mean you, you, you're just being brave, right? So you're telling yourself to be brave and you're telling yourself that you can live with the consequences of that decision. So if it doesn't work, I'm going to be, I'm going to be okay. Everybody else maybe around me might say, oh, that was the worst thing you did, but I'm going to be okay with it. So, okay, fine, let's go. Yeah. And the next thing it's like, I'm making that decision knowing that I'm going to be okay. So I know that people might judge me because that's how life is, right? People will be like, oh, why did you make that decision? Mm. So will I be okay with that decision and, and make that contract with yourself? And, um, and once you've made that contract, this off you go. Um, mm. and, and, then, and then when you're there, you just kind of give it your best shot and you just trust God and you just trust that, you know, you know you're going to be in the right direction somehow. Um, I don't know. There's a thing that tells you, you just listen to it. It's like a gut feeling. Yeah. And I would even add, um, would you, I, I love what you've said, and I would even add, would you be okay 
not making that decision, you know, like, because there are some things that you know deep yeah. down, I want to do it, I want to do it. And yeah. like, will I, will I be okay never trying? So yeah. it could also be that. And that. that's harder. That's harder, Edda, yeah. because it's the like, is harder. True. The, the regrets is harder because then you have to live with all that guilt, right? So you have yeah. to kind of say, you know what, I am rather going to go for um, whatever it is that I put my mind to rather than, than, than the guilt of it. Right. And, and I think, um, it's, I think for me, it's even about starting a family, to be honest, like where I'm, I've got, I've got two children and I'm married and I'm happily in my family and I love it. And I think one of the things that I had to think about for myself would, would be to say, Nelly, will you, in fact, <laughs> some things are irreversible, right? So mm. like, like age or, or whatever the case is. Mm. So, um, so will you be okay with uh, not trying for this part of your life? And mm. I was like, no, I yeah. won't be able to live with myself. So mm. go for it. You go for it knowing that you, it might work or it might not work. So, so, so I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of having those conversations with yourself and, um, and then, and then trying and, and it's hard. It sounds so, it sounds like mm. I'm just saying that, right. But it's so hard. This is the, I think second time or third, I don't know. Someone has compared business to like marriage. We've had another guest who's made it like a pretty, a similar, like a correlation. So it's just interesting to hear that for everyone listening, you know, maybe, take your business like your marriage and vice versa and you might learn a yeah. few gems here and there so i i think yeah. so because you have mm. to be thinking about the decisions you have to be thinking about all the is this the right one is it you know um yeah and and yeah i i just think yeah for myself it's it had to be about like you really have to think about it for yourself and um giving it your best and looking yourself in the mirror and say did i give it my best and yeah then going from there Yo, I'm just thinking of how, like what you said, it sounds, it does, it's not easy. And when you speak for me, it sounds like somebody, you sound like somebody who has been able to accept failure. Like failure is a part of life and like or, or failure or learning or how you might, you might put it as learning yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. as a part of life. And I'm just curious, how, how do you grow that? Is it, how, how has that skill grown? Is it that, because is it that you've gone through a number of failures that to a point where you've become immune to it or, or, I mean, what happens to you in a point where you feel like you have failed? Would you go to what, what's that process of just getting yourself back up? Mm, I think, okay. I think maybe it starts and, and maybe we could have started this at the beginning in that um, from the beginning, I kind of took the non-traditional route. So people typically go to school go to university when they get the opportunity to go to university and then start mm. their jobs. I didn't do the university mm. part mm. and it was a very, it was a hard decision for my family. Mm. Well, obviously they, at the beginning, they couldn't uh, do that for me. So mm. I kind of had to think about what do I do for me? Mm. And, mm. Um, and, and guess I was always kind of okay with doing my own thing and not, um, comparing myself to other people right yeah. and just yeah. being like well this is what I'm doing yeah this is my thing you know yeah. and so I think I kind of built that muscle of being okay with doing things that are for me 
Mm. Um, and, and not looking outwards, you know, and seeing mm. what others are doing mm. because yo, that is, you'll never, you'll never win. Right. Yeah, if never. you're doing, it. Mm. you'll never. So, so I think, I think I had to kind of build that muscle of saying, do whatever you want Nelly Spruff for yourself and, um, and be okay with what you are doing. I mean, there would be times where I would think, shouldn't I, I do this thing, it's you know, shouldn't I go now? I've got the opportunity, you know? Mm. Uh, and so it's hard. Um, but you build that muscle of, of saying, well, what am I doing? What am I about? And it's a lot of reflection, right? It just seems mm. like you're safe with yourself. Um, yeah. But I, I, I had a lot of coaching. Um, I had a lot of people that like for a very long period of time, I, at some point when my husband met me, I had like three different coaches. And he was like, who are all these people? <laughs> Should I be worried? <laughs> Should I be <laughs> and, and, and I would tell him, I said, no, this person, I speak to them about this. this but you need kind of like springboards. You know, you know how they say, like, you see yourself as a business and who yeah. are your um, as advisory board members? You know, people who kind of, oh, who you trust that one. give you. Yeah, that give you, <laughs> you your, your kind of the different elements that will help you grow this business, right? So, mm. so I guess for me, that's what helped me. To be honest, like having all these people, and I didn't have to label them. It was people yeah. that you connected with. You don't have to say, oh, you are my mentor. You know, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> it was yeah. just people that you could pick up the phone and talk to them about this element, someone you could talk to them about this, someone you could talk to them about this. And that's what worked for me. Right. And then obviously you have someone you speak about holistically about everything. And that's the person who's going to be like, do you want to be a mom one day? And you're like, yes. It's like, okay, so what are we doing about that? Where, yeah. Where in that, where in your timeline is that falling? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, um, I think just having those kinds of people and having a lot of like, reflection and um and just being okay and it's it's not a it's not like it's done right it's not like it's mm -hmm. done I do sometimes wake up and be like ah, ah, you know and mm -hmm. I kind of need to find ways to kind of help myself right so we always think that people have arrived we're all trying to figure it out and every day we try to figure it out and we always have to make contracts to ourselves to say okay with this new journey this is what I'm going to be you know so it, you never arrive really you don't it's just you keep trying and I think that's the thing right um in that like you just have a beginner's mind that's what they say right have a mm. beginner's mind. And when you have a beginner's mind, you kind of like, you're always starting. Yeah. 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 It doesn't feel like so big. Like failures no, are not behind you and all that stuff. Yeah. No, you're always at the beginning. So you're always learning because you've got a beginner's mind. You're like, okay, Mina, I don't know this, you know? So <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think dying. So even, even now it's like, sure. Okay. This is, this is, I, I've been here before. So this is learning. This is knowing. Mm doesn't mean you don't get instances where you're like I really messed that up you know mm. um and really kick yourself about it um but it's just about being able to kind of get up from those moments and keep going yeah mm. this idea of never arriving we've talked about this uh, on the podcast also the idea of success like full defining very few people um, even though they look successful, have defined themselves as su successful because you always feel like you're still on that journey, on that journey. So when you talk about how 
even for you sometimes you do get the feeling like okay am i man what am i doing or am i everyone else is doing this am i doing this and i think that is something that is not talked enough about like it's it is always a struggle um and in society we think mm. we put our best foot forward we'll definitely want to show the, awesome. the better sides of it and you know you go home and you're like freaking out about a decision that you made um one thing yeah. i think about is i feel a philosophy i have it's a bit morbid but i think about it in the span of death i once read this article i really love this blog called wait but why and he once wrote about your life in weeks he broke down your life in weeks and if you see how many weeks you've already spent and how many weeks on average you have because when we think about years you're like okay i have like 20 more years but weeks seems so a week goes like that it's monday oh, and then the next day it's you know and so if you're not like um if you try as much to push away the voices i guess that are the voices in your head or the pressures of society just go and do the things that you want it helps but it it's um comforting to hear that it's not just it's not it, everyone feels this at some point um and your point about mentors is also i think really important um I know Nelisa when I met you you were such an extrovert um you know you're talking to people you're just like chatting away very easy to connect to also just only personality honestly and I think so I would say um, you know it, it's easy easy I'm putting up air quotes for you to connect with mentors and what what kind of advice would you give to someone who's trying to reach out to a mentor or even if you stay in the formal way you said it it's not like hey can you be my mentor but just reach out yeah. um and build that relationship with someone who maybe is in an industry they're trying to like yeah build yeah. Like you, you know um thanks for that question and i you know uh, my approach right has always been that people are people right so um they have the same needs they want to connect um and they want to find a place to connect with somebody else and um and so if there is someone that you 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 know and you you like it's about trying to connect with that person um on a personal level rather mm-hmm. than on their achievements and all mm-hmm. of that because when you think about friendships right like you just mm-hmm. connect with people because you like that person or you 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 kind of you like the way they think or whatever yeah. the case is so the way i've approached it was just to have a personal connection with people and just like have conversations you know just like you know um i know it sounds it sounds very it's like i guess it's like if somebody's an introvert they like how how do i do that mm-hmm. right how do you even start <laughs> i know and i'm just trying to think i'm like oh god i actually don't know <laughs> it's okay you don't have to have all the and i do like the idea it's a, good, what, it's a really good yeah, story, Maggie. and i think we had in a, another podcast where we were asking about mentorship and it's what you said it's it's about a meaningful connection with a, a mentor or it's 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 not just your business this is somebody who understands your weaknesses your strengths yeah. Yeah. and can be able to push you yeah and to realize that you are also giving something to that person somehow yeah. you know mm. um you know yeah. young people in typically young people always think that when they have mentoring conversations always yeah. Like back, yeah. yeah yeah and those people also learn so like i think one 
maybe it's a trick or a tip um, that I'd give is that um, one of the things that I used to do um, at um, Deloitte Africa, for example, um, I would just write to the CEO (laughs) and um, would put in like kind of connections with him Mm. and, um, but would never ask for anything. Mm. Never ask for anything. So just go in there and just be like, Hey, how are you? You know? And because Mm. I think, those yeah. people also have moments where they just like, nobody's asking that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a human being too. Yeah. I'm a person. It's true. Yeah. So thinking about people from that and just like connecting with them and, and literally going to that room and just be like, I just wanted to know how you were. Um, mm. An example I have, maybe another one is, um, and, and I found that it's something that's worked for me because you don't have to always ask, ask people for something. People mm. will remember you and you will feel the connection and things will happen. So, for example, I remember I went, I had lunch with, <laughs> with the chairperson of like, like Deloitte Africa, for example, when I was new there. I sent him an email. I said, hi, I'm Millie. I'm new. Um, mm. It'd be nice to introduce myself to you in person. Mm. Now, now, of course, some people will reject you guys. So it's okay. Yeah doesn't always not it's not you says, it's not a you problem they probably there's a lot of factors right but the ones who do say yes i said yes and he's like actually i'm having lunch do you want to come meet me at this place and i said cool went there and um when i got there he was like so uh what do you want to tell me about yourself i was like well firstly i'd like to know your story and that's where i always start the 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 connection point and you know guys all the all older people love talking about themselves so you know and you just (laughs) successful ones right um they love talking about their story and you just listen and you really listen with the point of connection Mm. and hear their story and you make connections you ask questions Mm. and i I remember actually when I started working for the learning company, I used to go to meetings and I'd be like so scared that I didn't mm. have anything to offer. And and the, um, the guy who used to go with me would just be like, you know what's valuable? You just go in and ask questions. All you do is ask questions because when you mm. ask questions, you're making somebody else think. And when you make somebody else think, they think you're clever. But they yeah. think. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Yeah. Perception is reality. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so you just go and then you ask them questions. And, um, and then from that, I mean, sometimes they'll ask you, I mean, that guy in particular was just like, okay, tell me about you. And he's like, okay, what should we do? Should we now connect you with that? I was like, no, it's fine. There's nothing that we need to do. I just wanted to introduce myself to you. I wanted to know who you are because you are the chairman of this big organization. Mm-hmm. So it was just interested to know your journey and that's it. And I've never, ever asked him for anything. But at least when I'd see him, I'd say hi. I don't know what he said behind closed doors about me, how, you know, you don't know. But um, it's about building those um, meaningful connections with people. Um, But I do understand some people are more introverted. So unfortunately, I'm not. So I don't know how would I be able to kind of do it if I didn't feel comfortable enough to connect with people in the way that I do. Mm, okay. I'm curious now that uh, you're working within um, the Deloitte structure and um, uh, in terms of what your thoughts are in terms of entrepreneurship, so building something within an yeah. organization. Um, because uh, I know a lot out there is that you need to start your own thing, like have your 
you know, like spinach would be just its own thing on the side. But it's actually having like an, being employed by an institution and learning how to create from within that institution and owning, like you said, what's your thing? Owning your thing within that institution. What's that process like? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the thing about like big institutions that they, they, they have a lot of clever people or smart Mm. people concentrated Mm. in a place. So a lot of times maybe something has already been thought about. Right. Mm. And, um, And so some things are not like that new when you are thinking of something for that organization. But I would say um, our process, so I'll I'll maybe give an example about the millennial board concept that we Mm. had, because that's kind of like entrepreneurship in a big corporate. So so we were able to kind of uh, identify what the challenge was, what we thought the challenge was, was that um, you needed more young people's voices um, to be heard in Exco, right? Mm. And... um, and find a way of engaging young people in that organization. So that was the thing. And I think Mm -hmm. in organizations, you always need to find a champion. So think about um, who are the people that have decision-making powers in this organization Mm -hmm. and uh, how do you make them famous? So, Mm -hmm. so so at the beginning, it really can't be about you and you have to be okay with that in big Mm -hmm. corporations. Right. But because, but that doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter who does it because what's important to you is the idea. Right. Right. It's, it's like, it's like the, the kind of stuff that you, like you will come at the, at the back of this thing working. So mm. I would say it's like identifying the thing, finding the champion and finding a way to help that person champion what mm. you came up with, what they probably connect with. So mm. make it about them a little bit for yeah. like, just like, this is what we're going to do. But at some point, I mean, you have to trust in the good of people. I mean, I know some people have had bad experiences and um, maybe people, you know, stealing their ideas or whatever. It happens. And some people are not good people, right? But mm. we are going with the with the with the with the with the idea that people are good, mm. and, um, and and so you'll find the good person, and you will connect your ideas with the ideas that they have, and mm. you will push the idea and not yourself. I think in corporates that's how it works, and mm. when the idea works, then it's going to be like, who did this? Who mm. created? Where did it start? You know, and then you're like, I think think it's about that. It's about finding champions. It's about finding the challenge and it's about doing it. Um, Mm. And and without making it too much about you. Because, you know, people, you know, in corporate, you have people that have been there for years and they've been trying Mm. to figure Mm. out their space. And now you come in with your thing and now you're going to take that. So if you're making it about you, people push you aside. But if you make it inclusive and Mm. and think about who, who, um, first who and then what, you Mm. know, it's like who needs to be involved in this, find the who, and then what is it that we need to do? And then go, go, go in, in that context. Right. Mm. Um, and then, and then, yeah, make the thing work. And and I think that's how you become an entrepreneur because then people are like, oh, Maggie was able to kind of make that work. How did she do it? You know, maybe mm-hmm. she could help us with something else. And now mm-hmm. you've got the skill of being yeah. able to kind of navigate um, a big corporate, but mm-hmm. by kind of uh, including others 
And I think mm-hmm. when people try and do it alone, that's kind of when it fails. And when people try, unless, you know, there's different tactics and mm-hmm. which probably don't want to, <laughs> don't want to, yeah. you know, but pushing and nah, that's yeah. not cool. Um, yeah, this makes me think of, uh, in my previous, uh, place of employment, I, I was that like very young, eager, like I, I want to start new things and I want to like reshape things in the company. And I think one of the ideas I had, um, was to start a library. I love to read and I had noticed also other people love to read. So I was thinking we could have this library of books where you bring a book and someone takes one, like for every book you bring, um, someone can take it and it's like a shared uh, library space and I had sort of tested the idea and a few people were like open to it and I remember telling this partner who was sort of like a semi-mentor uh, that I have this big idea and we're going to change reading and we're going to introduce books that make us challenge our thinking of development and he sort of gave me this the, kind of like the same advice uh, he said that's great Edel but look around the office there's some initiatives that are going on but are not working like they're they're slowly dying you know and it's because maybe there's no one there to champion them or you know it's just very few people and he said like maybe channel your try and build those up like if you can show that you can build something sort of quote-unquote defunct up to a good place then when you do want to build this library you will kind of see so much support going your way so when you when you talked about that i was just like yeah it's it's strategy it's kind of like a yeah exactly yeah yeah, it's interesting. Adele, I had an opposite. Uh, <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> so, yeah, so I come in into a new organization where I previously worked. Young, energetic as always. I'm going to change everything that is happening here that I feel needs to be changed. And um, being able to come in. So I was that young person who came in with like, I, I would like to believe like brand new ideas. And I kept thinking of, setting up like youth-led um, institutions or establishments within the organization. And one thing which I learned very quickly is, again, like you said, Nelisua, it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> it will never be about you. As much, uh, you just need to say this is about the institution and it's about putting the institution at a certain level. You That's are right. just, in, in fact, the institution is, you're lucky to be an institution that gives you the ability to be able to at least do to make your idea come to reality but in the end it's about how can I make the institution look good and how can I make the institution look better so I I completely was now that person who came in and was allowed to sort of change things which were not new before and it sort of speaks to the power of young people that you can come in with new ideas whereby You've been doing things business as usual. And then this person comes in and makes these linkages and like, guys, yeah. why has no one ever tried this? And, and and I really like that idea as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and, and I guess it's also uh, one of the things that we used to do because we used to do these millennial boards and everything. And um, people would say, uh, oh, does it mean now you the older people? And, you know, and you don't want to be that because um, – says that we're choosing for them not against so we're choosing for young people and not against older people we're just saying that there hasn't been opportunities for them and therefore we're choosing for them um at the moment and then finding ways to kind of engage with the rest of the business right um because you ultimately what you're trying to do is not to exclude people right so so, um, so i think maybe what we are all talking about here is that like how do you bring those 
different uh, powers or people from different generations um, mm. to be able to work together because um, that's important, right? When you create collaboration, but mm. ensuring that young people are part um, of that as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I love it so much. I think, first of all, just thank you, first of all, so much for the time. I really... I'm. I would. I am holding on to that part too because I want to see here the future of Nelissa. I know you have like some amazing things coming up under your sleeve. Um, I mean, if you could innovate as you have Spring Age, I, I can't wait to see what you'll do as as you go forward. And um, we really just appreciate you taking the time to like share with us your story. Uh, the, the kind of the things that stuck out to me was this idea that you're always in progress like it's always in progress and just even if you're feeling the butterflies in your stomach kind of just do it um and i think i love how we talk about this a lot making your passion into into your business or your yeah your love into your business and i I actually appreciate the fact that you've kind of turned something that you're very passionate about into sort of like a business that's been monetized and and um yeah, that's something, and the thing you said about you want it in different markets all over Africa, it's kind of done. You know, you kind of have done that. So it's great to see you achieving one of your dreams. Uh, can't wait to see how you'll do the rest. But yeah, um, thank you so much, Nelisoa. Uh, this was a fantastic conversation. I'm pretty sure you've inspired people who will be listening to this um, about like sort of following your dreams, taking a risk. Um, and thinking of the bigger picture, you know, what is it that you want to do? Yeah. Finding your thing. Is that what she called it? Yeah, Finding that's my new thing. thing. <laughs> Find your thing. What Find is your thing? thing. What's your thing? <laughs> yeah, in whatever you're doing, whether it's in within a company you're employed in, whether you're starting something, whether you're trying to build a movement, what is that thing that you're bringing to the table? Um, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me. That's it for now. Thank you for listening to Kusini, the African Grind podcast, where we dive into the amazing journeys of Africans making their mark. Look out for more episodes. Until next time, bye.